Good morning. Thursday's edition of Gospel Pursuits Podcast, uh, 2021, March, April the 1st. Ah, I don't have an April Fool's jokes for you, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, we don't do April Fool's on this podcast. We are too um, organised. The weather has gone cold. So I can see, see my demeanour. Kids are off. Wife Louise, my wife, is uh, is on holiday still. So we're uh, planning. Hopefully, have a nice day out sometime. So I'm hoping the sunshine comes back out. But it's all right. It's all good. Feeling a bit chilly this morning, but it's 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 all good. We're on the prosperous life still, uh, part three. Um, we're looking into what that means. What's a true definition of prosperity? What's a what's a thing? We've done a lot of groundwork this week. I, I really suggest you watch back um, part one and part two. Get on my website, gospelpursuits.uk. You'll find all the ways you can do that. I'm on Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook. You can get the archives back on the website. It's it's easy to get into. Website's probably the easiest way to find everything. Um if you haven't connected already on Facebook, you can either connect with uh, Gospel Pursuits. Um, you can uh, pop onto Instagram, Gospel Pursuits, YouTube again. Um, but yeah, that's that's the kind of uh, direction we've been going in. Is 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 what what is the prosperous life? What what does the prosperous life mean? Does it mean because I've got nice wallpaper and uh, a couch that I'm sitting on that I'm prosperous? Does it mean? Because I've got a car on the drive, I'm prosperous. Does it mean that I've got two kids, I'm prosperous? I mean, culturally, prosperity will be reflected in so many different ways all over the place, won't it? We know that. Um, in years ago, it might in some places in Africa, it may have been a bike that was prosperous. It may in in hundreds of years ago in in the United States, it might have been a horse. You know what I mean? So different prosperities, different things, levels of prosperity are completely different culturally but the practical matter of it is and we're going to look into a true definition of prosperity today is that god wants us to be prosperous and we discovered that yesterday in third john verse two and it says beloved i wish above all things that you may prosper um it doesn't say that you may prosper physically and you can be well or prosper spiritually and that's it it says prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers and that to me just it just shows you the spirit soul body side of things that god wants us to do well in our physical uh area he wants us to do well in our uh our bodily area he wants us to do well outside of all that he wants us to do well in our soul and to be our soul prospering is really the foundation for our physical prosperity whether we're um needing healing for our bodies or whether we need finances for our our bank account we need to have a prosperous soul and as that soul prospers and that basically means making the right decisions based on the word of god your mind is renewed your mind is uh, meditating on the word of God day and night, as Joshua was told to do. And then God said, you will prosper in everything that you do. Prosperity is sometimes is a dangerous word, it feels like, in the church. And it should not be a dirty word, a dangerous word. It is simply the ability to go out there and be successful. And I'll give you a more specific biblical um, direction in a minute, a uh, definition. But if we pop over to... Proverbs chapter 3, 
it kind of opens the door a little bit more into what we're doing. Um, I believe that uh, next week I'll, I'll, I'm probably won't be doing a broadcast. I might do one um, towards the end of the week, a uh, healing school or something like that. But next week we're probably going to have a week off. We've got the kids for a couple of days, etc., etc. So um, that's my plan. It may change. But uh, the week after that, we're going to start looking at um, the laws of prosperity. Um, my my uh, pastor is going to be doing some teaching on the local church over the next month or so so i'm also going to try and hook up in that but i really believe for some reason i don't know why um maybe for my benefit maybe for your benefit but god really wants me to delve into this this prosperity uh, question mark or of what, what how so many people have questions in the in the realm of prosperity how do i how do i improve my finances by faith and all that kind of different stuff so i want to look into these kind of things there are certain laws that are involved, like there are um, the Ten Commandments, for example. If you follow all of them, there are benefits for that and all that kind of thing. And we know that. Okay, so Proverbs chapter 3, verse, what are we on? Verse 13, happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that gets understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain of fine gold. That's quite interesting. It's actually saying something's better than actually having physical prosperity, and that's finding the wisdom of God. She is more precious, or wisdom is more precious than rubies, and all the things that you can desire are not to be compared with her. So anything that you're after right now, chasing after, wisdom is superior. Length of days is in her right hand, and listen to this, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are of pleasantness, and all her paths are of peace she is a tree of life to them that lay hold of her and happy is everyone that retains her the lord by wisdom has founded the earth and by understanding he has established the heavens so if you look at this and i mean i'm not going to keep reading because it, it just goes on and on about um about the benefits of wisdom but you know we we quickly can glean from this that if we need to do something bigger than where we're at right now perhaps maybe the goal isn't the new car or the new house or the bike or the big bank account we if we understand these scripture verses truly and understand prosperity that god wants us to have beloved above all things i wish that you prosper and be in good health so if we understand that god that is god's desire for our lives and then he says to us here that if you get wisdom you will be happy and happiness and joy and life satisfaction in life come from having um a, something on the inside of you which is at first the peace of god and the born again experience and then but beyond that wisdom will not only create inside of you life and life eternal eternal life on the inside of you by accepting jesus christ as your lord and savior you have all those on the inside of you but it also will produce length of days in her right hand and length of and and in her left hand is riches and honor and we can flip over to um one of my favorite psalms in 112 and we've talked about this this one, I think, on Tuesday. Psalm one hundred and twelve is 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 like the de the the kind of the the definition of, of of a prosperous man. And he says, "Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever." 
unto the upright there arises light in the darkness you see we've got a position in right in right standing with god being born again with christ being born again in to the family where wealth and riches are actually part of our covenant relationship and when you have wisdom leading you and guiding you aren't going to lose that with um finances and what do they say What do they say about um, lottery winners? That most lottery, I think 90%, maybe even higher, of lottery winners lose it within the first three, four, five years. It's all gone. They, look, they could have hundreds of millions of dollars given to them in the lottery. And it changes their life for about five years. And then they've lost it. They've made bad investments. People have stolen it from them. All that kind of stuff. But why is that? Because they haven't got wisdom. See, if you achieve prosperity and financial success with wisdom, you won't lose that finance, that to success in any area of your life. If you achieve health through wisdom, you're not going to lose your health uh, it, unless you just literally turn around and go the other way against what wisdom has told you, to, how you get there. So wisdom is, is necessary. Now, we know where wisdom comes from. Paul talks about praying for wisdom. It comes from the Spirit of God inside us. The Spirit of God is wisdom on the inside of us. The Word of God is wisdom. It's the foundation. I don't want to get off onto that because we're talking about prosperity. But the, the way we tap into the wisdom of God is through prayer, through reading our Word, through just soaking it on. So I don't want the wisdom of man. I want the wisdom of God because wisdom of God comes from love himself. And if love wants me to succeed and be uh, and looked after and be energized and be in a place of victory continually love the person of love is going to give me good sound advice what does um i think it's in james let me just find the scripture verse that I, um, while i'm on this track so the wisdom of god will produce life inside of us but the wisdom that is above is first pure then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. It's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. That's James' definition of wisdom from above. Chapter 3. I'm thinking of a scripture verse and I'm just not sure where exactly it is. Every good and perfect gift is from above that comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So everything that's coming from God is good. It's beneficial to us. He's given us every spiritual blessing and, and all these blessings that he's given us and everything that we need and all that kind of stuff is wrapped up in his personality of love that's been deposited on the inside of us. But how do we get it out? How do we get the blessings out? We need the wisdom of God. And in the wisdom of God and walking down that straight path. Remember, we're talking about the path that you will walk down and not be held back. You will run down and not stumble. You start walking in those wonderful uh, paths that he, he's provided for you. Wisdom will pop up out of your heart and lead you in the, in the next step. The steps of the righteous man are ordered to the Lord. So this is the prosperous life. So pros prosperity is defined in the world. In, so let's give you a worldly definition of financial power, 
political favor and power, social favor and power, and, and perhaps military might. That's the world's definition. If you're strong military, you're prosperous in some places. If you have financial power, you've got millions and billions of dollars in the bank, you've got prosperity and political favor. But see, there is a, an added dimension to prosperity that comes from God. And this is the key to understanding why on earth, even people say, why would you want X amount of money? Why would you want a healthy bank account? Why can we not just live on, on, on zero? Can we not just live on God just meeting our daily needs like, he meets my daily, gives us our daily bread, and and that's it. And 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 I'm gonna look after my family, and God's gonna look after me, and I'm gonna make sure my kids have got some okay clothes to go to school in. Why can't I just live on that bottom line? Most people don't get this this bit. They think that God will keep me at a certain level, and I can just carry on through life whatever problems come he'll either help he'll help me through it or i'll struggle on my own and and i'll just get by you see if that mentality is in your mindset and my mindset we will never really achieve anything for god because god does never he never does anything without the people of god doing something for other people if it's an evangelist preaching the gospel, he needs finances to get to the location where he's preaching. And then when he prays for people, he needs finances to cover his time and, and bills and, and all that kind of stuff. So true prosperity is this. Listen to this and write this down if, you, if you're listening. True prosperity is the ability to use God's ability and power to meet the needs of mankind, regardless of what those needs are. See, if you are a millionaire and you run million dollar businesses and you're behind a million dollars, you don't need a million dollars to get you even. Because by the time you've got that million dollars, you've gone behind somewhere else. You need more than a million dollars to go beyond what your business is operating on so that you have leftovers at the end so that you can make sure that you meet the needs of everyone that you employ, all that kind of stuff the next time and the next time and the next time. You cannot run at deficit or at zero in a business scenario. Not for long. I know the world has developed a debt system and they're even talking about that. And this is what this, this is what is so necessary for the church of jesus christ to get right now concerning prosperity is that when they're talking about things like the global reset and all this kind of different stuff that that, that um, the world wants to try and do to try and fix everything it's not going to end well for for you and i if we are in a position where we owe are so far in debt or owe nothing that you know when they come and say well you we're going to pay for everything and blah 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 we, we won't be able to back down from this now am i trying to promote conspiracy theory no, it was in, written in the Financial Times, the article I read about the global reset. So the reality of, of this stuff is, is that when the church of Jesus Christ is operating the prosperity that God has given it, we will be able to use God's ability and his power, not the world's power. We're not going to have to borrow money to bless somebody. We're not going to have to borrow money for our churches. The local church is key in this local, in this last time this final hours before jesus returns the local church will be key to being the blessing of people around us that's why it's so crucial for each and every one of us to do our bit financially for the local church whether that's just tithing if people would just tithe we would be able to pay for most things that we need to do in the body of christ in no matter it, the whole point of tithing is the percentage 
So the more people you have in the building, the higher the money that comes in, the percentage of the, the, the people's income comes in and the church can operate under the percentages that's coming in and we can do things according to what God does. And then what we can do then is tie that of the money that comes in and then we can start to see growth and, and blessing and, and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a complete multiplication factor. So when the church is growing financially, the local church can then easily meet the needs of those people around it whether it's a business in trouble or whether it's a, a community that's in trouble, whether it's people within the congregation that are in trouble. The, the the potential for absolute blessing of people around the body of Christ is huge when everyone starts to funnel in their finances through tithing, through offerings, through giving, being spirit-led about their giving. And so that is what true prosperity is. You and I having the ability to use God's ability and power to meet the needs of mankind. Now, I've been talking about the money side of things what if it, you need to, to heal somebody what if you need to lay hands on the sick and see them recovered is that prosperity if you've got the god's power and god's ability to to lay hands on the sick and see them come out of a wheelchair yes it is but i'll tell you one thing and brother hagen tells a lot of stories about this about giving ten dollars to a, a traveling evangelist and wiping him out seemingly financially in the day, in the 1930s or whatever it was. It, that was all his wage for the week, but he gave it away. And then God used him to raise somebody off the deathbed or the sick bed. And God said, if, if you couldn't obey me then, you wouldn't be able to obey me now. So money, Jesus says, is the little thing. If you can't handle the little thing, you can't be trusted with the much. So we're all trying to pray for people, get them uh, out of sickness and disease, get them out of wheelchairs and stuff like that. But we're not tithing. We're not obeying God financially. You won't hear God's. God will first talk to you about money because it's the thing that's closest to our, most people's hearts. Abraham sacrificed Isaac. I think we can give a little extra money into the offering when God tells us to. See, money is wrapped up in our time, our preparation, our passions. Very often we pour our life into it to get it. We pour our, our, our abilities and our talents in to get the finances. And if, and if you're not careful, you think, I earned that. It's my money. Well, no, because God owns everything and me and you are stewards. Paul says, I own nothing, yet I have everything. He was a steward of what God's blessed him with. And it's so important to understand these things. True prosperity is that ability to use God's ability and power to meet the needs of mankind, regardless of what the situation is. Whether it's sickness and disease, I remember Brother Hagen telling stories of a of a very wealthy, um, uh, a, I don't know if it's an, let's just call him an Arab. I wasn't. Um, I think it was a Sheikh or something like that. Where his his wife was deathly ill. No, he. he I'm guessing he was a Muslim. I'm guessing he was a, a another faith other than Christianity. But he sent his wife over to healing school, and she got healed. He had the ability with his own financials to fly her over there in a jet. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to fly people over, you know, who need to be healed and who need to have finances and who need to do. I want to be in a position where my the ability that God's put me in. But my point being is that the 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 sheikh saw a need for his wife and saw where that need would be met and got her to that place. So if me and you are operating in the overflow of God's ability and His power to meet the needs of the world, then we're not only going to meet the needs of the poor and the the needy and the, the uh, of the 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 
the underprivileged financially, but we're also going to meet the needs of the wealthy who are sick, who are dying, who, who have all everything that they think they need, but their life is going to end because of sickness and disease. See, Jesus Christ brings light into darkness and Jesus Christ brings health into to sickness and brings financial prosperity into poverty. He became poor so that we might become rich. And our richness is and our prosperity and finances in, and in having the spirit of God and having the power of God. You see, the thing is, it's not about having loads of money in the bank account it's being in a position where your faith can believe god for what you need to do right now for what everything has now god will bless your bank account because he says wisdom in his left hand is wealth and riches and honor prosperity prosperity in your material life is a a byproduct of true, true prosperity so the finances that you have in your life just for yourself is really a byproduct of what you're living in that overflow so jesus says what seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you jesus also said given it shall be given back to you pressed down shake together running over shall men give into your bosom there was an overflow and you see even the ox that that treads the treadmill was able to eat a, a little bit of the 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 tread as they were doing the job they were eating at the same time so when you god blesses you you're able to withdraw from that blessing and god will make sure you know there's things like in our lives that me and my wife have got in our life we just haven't been able to pay for them because it, they've been blessed to us before we've had a chance to pay for it so therefore it's not about me having loads of money in my bank account to get the things that i've had people have blessed us so when we've been blessed and God's done it. If, if God pays for the floor to be done, that how how can that be something wrong? I've not gone and wasted my money on, on something that I didn't need. No, somebody else paid for it. So there's a big misunderstanding in, in the body of Christ that says, well, why, why does this preacher do that? Why shouldn't he give that money to this and do that? And that? Because you've got to remember, God knows how much money people need, and he is able to provide far more than they need. And far more than they are able to distribute. And as you give and give and give and give, you so generously, you reap back generously. It multiplies. That's the whole idea of the Christian walk. You multiply. You pray for one person. Then you pray for three people. Your faith gets stronger and bolder. And then you pray for somebody with something something more difficult in their lives. And it just builds and builds and builds. God wants to see his church build and build and build. Grow and grow and grow. That's why we've got, mate, I mean, we drove some church past some churches in Preston just looking at church planting ideas and things and we, there's a church in, in Preston and the building just looked awesome it looked like you could walk into it, have a nice cup of coffee all that kind of stuff because it's a church that is growing and multiplying and prospering faith will produce good works period Ephesians says we are created unto good works you cannot do good works in other people if you are not prospering spirit soul and body First, prosper in your spirit by being born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost. Prosper in your body being physically healed. Prosper in your soul by renewing your mind to the Word of God. And as everything in you grows and everything starts to flow out instead of always being taking in and taking in and taking in, but you're flowing out into other people, blessing other people, working with other people and supporting them and supporting ministries and giving into ministries and all those wonderful things. 
God knows your heart and he will bless you. He already has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. And he said to Abram, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. So the tithe and all that stuff belongs to God. And out of that obedience comes an open heaven that God says. And in that open heaven, Oral Roberts says this way will often be good ideas, good thoughts for new businesses. And then this is what really needs to happen. Once you are in a place of obedience and willingness you start to eat the good of land be open for new ideas be open for prosperous ideas be prepared to put your front foot front foot forward and create wealth god has said in deuteronomy that it says i have given you power the ability to create wealth so quite often god will start to bless you and you'll sit there and think what do i do and he's saying well take another step take another step take another step i love the and as I try and wrap this up, this is I, I, when I write notes. I tell you, it's I could just keep going. It, it's wonderful, and that's why sometimes I like to do things off the cuff because it takes it, you know you can just, in a short period of time you can just preach some stuff and get it exciting. But sometimes we need to do it step by step, point by point. And I want to go through the laws of prosperity over the next few weeks, point by point, for my own benefit, but for also for yourself. Um, I'm going to just skip over some of these things and just say. In Acts 3, verse 1, as I start to close and wrap up the today's session. Peter and John were walking past that temple. They didn't give the beggar financial, a load of financial money to get him out of poverty. But what they did do was what they had on the inside of them. That was prosperity to the beggar, to Peter and John. It was the name of Jesus and they raised him up. What did that do to that man? That beggar who could only beg. He now had the opportunity and the ability and the power to create wealth for himself. He could get up and do whatever job he wanted to do. That was the power of God prospering that man. It was the blessing of God on Peter and John's life. They, they knew they, they had the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They had the power, the ability, the favor to just minister to this man. They may not have had finances in the pocket, but maybe that wasn't what that guy needed. If they had just given him money, he would have been begging the next day. He may have had to pay some debts or and everything, but he would not have changed the situation. God does not just want to just give you, get you up to zero and leave you there and then you are back minus again the next day no god wants to get you up to zero and then propel you up beyond that take you from the bottom of the dunghill to the top of the mountain talking to princes and kings he told abram i'm gonna make a nation out of you and he did that god wants to do the same for you and me and i and we could build great places we can move if you god calls you to move to another country and but build some land god could just call you to live in your two up two down and 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 you have plenty of finances in the bank account to pay for somebody to go preach the gospel somewhere there is prosperity available to us financially materially but also physically and also emotionally and all that stuff true prosperity is not you having your needs met the testimony should never be thank god god gave me this god gave me that no the testimony should be, i was able to give this person that i was able to give this person that because i have more than enough for myself i'm able to make someone else's life more than enough by the power of god invested in me Jesus forgave sins, creating total spiritual prosperity for people. He provided healing, creating total physical 
prosperity for people. And he provided in many other things going an overflow of, of, of fish for the disciples, for example, creating financial prosperity. That little boy had 12 baskets left over after the feeding of the 5,000. I'm hoping he took it home and sold it because that would probably set them up for a few years. But it'd been his college fund. Jesus, it says in Second Corinthians chapter 8, that he became poor so that we might become rich. And that's in the context of finance. Don't let someone tell you that that's to do with spiritual poverty because it's in the context of finance. Why would Paul talk about giving, talk about the sowing seed, talk about all that stuff and put that scripture verse and mean something completely different? It but boggles my mind that how people think. But you also got to remember that Jesus sent his disciples out with nothing but the clothes on their back. And he asked them, did you lack for anything? And they said, no, they were provided for. God provides for you and I as we do the commissioning, do the assignment, walk out the will of God for our lives, walk down the path, make sure that we're walking in wisdom and listening to the voice of God. We seek first wisdom. And let's just finish on this, this verse from Psalms. Verse 10, uh, sorry, Psalm 34, verse 10. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Seek first his kingdom. You do not lack. The Lord is my shepherd. I do not want. It says in the Bible that he gives us the desires of our heart. So there's opportunities for God giving stuff on the on the inside of us, he'll place his desires, but he'll also work with our own desires. And he'll work the, all together and we'll start to operate and see great things. Set yourself a target. Set yourself a path before you. Start walking your dreams out and expect God to just look after you in every step of the way. As you seek first him and as you look to him as your God, as you look to him as El Shaddai, your provider, all your needs will be met according to his riches and glory the victory of god lives on the inside of you to succeed if you are financially behind now find out what you need to do tune into the laws of prosperity in, in, in a couple of weeks listen dig deep start studying them out find out how to give find out where to give find out what to confess and believe for speak to your mountain and believe it in your heart say it with your mouth you will have what you say you are already getting what you say but sometimes we need to flip the switch into what we need to say and actually start to see God's wisdom operate in our lives because it's perfect, it's good, it's heavenly, and God wants to bless you and I daily, weekly, all the time. I'm going to leave it there. I've got these broadcasts. Seem to, I was trying to keep them down to 15, 20 minutes a few weeks back, but they keep getting longer. I thank you for watching. Share the broadcast. Uh, on Facebook and all that kind of different stuff. Get people watching. My vision is to start doing more broadcasts, maybe uh, an extra one during the week, maybe do five days a week. I don't know how it's going to all work out, but that's it's going to keep growing, and I'm believing for that. And uh, let's enjoy your Easter bank holiday. There's no broadcast tomorrow. I'll take it. I've got some other things to do, but I also thought, well, I'll take bank holiday off. And then Saturday and Sunday, Sunday's Easter Sunday. And I, I can't wait to just see, have some fun 
and to enjoy that the the presence of God and to to get in the gathering and of the church and and just see the God's people blessed on on Easter Sunday. Lockdown didn't work for Jesus. He broke out on that third day, and I thank God for it. We will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Um, and let me just send you out.